In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. Join me, Dr. Karen Kambule, as we pursue the Word, the Lord Jesus, searching scriptures to find solutions to life's issues. Welcome to Word Anchor Podcast. Download and share with your friends and your family. Stay blessed. Greetings, welcome again to Word Anchor Podcast. We thank God for this time of fellowship, of reading the Word of God. Last episode was titled, Trusting God in the Process. And this week's episode is having the same title, Trusting God in the Process. We spoke last week about the story of Joseph in the Bible. It is a story of a dreamer, of somebody that heard the Word of God speaking to him, of somebody that went and followed the dream of a young man that suffered in the process of time, a young man that was betrayed by his own family, a young man that was not believed by his own family. They said, will you indeed rule over us? His own father said, do you think your mother and I will bow down to you? They could not understand the vision of God over the life of Joseph, but Joseph suffered, suffered in Egypt as a slave. He suffered in Egypt as a prisoner. But then in the process of time and in the process of God, Joseph became what God said he was going to be. And therefore we are encouraged that we also ought to trust God in all the processes that we go through towards the vision of God, towards the plan of God, towards the purpose of God. Because the Bible tells us that it is impossible for God to lie. Not that he will not lie, but he cannot lie. He can't do it. Even if he wanted to, he cannot do it. It's not in his nature to lie. So when God speaks a word concerning you over your life, even if that thing that God speaks about is in the future, yours and mine is to trust God. Yours and mine is to hold on to that word. God never speaks a vision and then says to you, there will be no obstacle. All the men of God, most of them, if not all in the Bible, whomever achieved great things in life, in the record that is given to us, in their walks with God, they faced a lot of challenges. It's only Enoch, which the Bible says about him, he walked with God and God took him. That's it. It doesn't tell us much or the challenges that he faced. But the rest of the men, they faced a lot of challenges. They faced serious challenges. As long as you are having breath in you, life will throw punches. But when God has spoken a word, he is true to his word. And the Bible says he will seek it to fulfill it. We get stuck a lot of times when we are in the will and the purpose of God. When we are doing the things that God said we ought to do. And then trouble comes. And there we are encouraged through this message that we must trust God in the process. We're going to read from the book of Genesis chapter 12 verse 1 to 2. We take the story of Abraham who was the father of Isaac and Isaac, the father of Jacob and Jacob, the father of Joseph. He also got a word. The whole Bible story is centered around the journey of God with men. We know that journey starts from Adam, but the course of life towards redemption of men, it starts with the life of Abraham through which God intended to bring the savior, the son of God. Now, in Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 to 2, it is written, Now the Lord had said to Abram, Get out of your country, from your family, 
and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great and you shall be a blessing. Praise God. So God makes several commitments there, several promises. One of those is that Abraham will become nations, not just one nation, but a great nation, a father of many nations. Two, that God will give him a land and in that land, God will also bless him and he will be a blessing to everyone. A lot of us will probably come to social media and say, God has came to me and told me how great I am going to be. You know, um, I'm going to have this title deed. I'm going to own this land. I'm going to have people. I'm going to have this and that. Perhaps Abraham celebrated in his own ways, but he lived amongst people that worshipped other gods. So he probably had to explain what kind of God it is that was invisible because it was a people that were idol worshippers. What kind of God is this one that comes in and says, you must be separated from us, your family? What kind of God is this one that we cannot see or touch? Um, what kind of God is this one? Now, Abraham received that word of God. It was a promise or promises concerning his life, a futuristic promise. And it was a promise that God intended to keep. Now, the process towards that which God promised Abraham was not easy. It was filled with bumps and hills and valleys and all sorts of troubles. The first one that God promised Abraham was, you'll be a father of nations. You'll be a great nation. But then the word of God had previously said in Genesis chapter 11 verse 30, Sarai was barren. She had no child. So how could Abraham, who had no son, not even a daughter, become a great nation when Sarai was old? Abraham was 75 years of age at that point, and Sarai was also very old. How could he be a father of a great nation without a son? Because you see, a nation starts with a son, and then grandsons, and then great-grandsons, and then the nations is built up. Abraham had none of those. He was old. Sarai was old. She was way beyond the years of childbearing so she could not have a child and probably they had already accepted that that they were not blessed with a child how could then god promise them to become a great nation when there was no child what kind of a nation was that going to be it could not be abraham's great nation when it was only abraham sarai and the servants so when god says to you for instance you are going to be a doctor the first doctor in your family the first person who will be highly educated in your family. These are simple things. These are daily things that we are dealing with. And then the first thing that we are dealing with as a person after God has said that to you is that there's no money for you to go and study and become a doctor. None in your family can afford. You don't know a lot of people that could assist you in that regard. So you could go back to God and say, Father, how is that possible? Because for me to become a doctor, I need money to go and study. Or God says you're going to be a CEO in that company. And you're thinking, I don't have the education qualification. I don't have the experience needed for me to become CEO of that company. I don't even work for that company, Lord. How is that possible? You see, the Bible tells us that we serve a God who speaks of things that are not as if they were. So when God addresses you, he addresses you in the futuristic state of where you're going. You are looking at the condition of where you are at that present moment. Now, Abraham had no child. 
And he journeyed from that land that he used to stay in. And he went to the land that God promised him. In the passage of time, Abram realized that God has spoken about nations, but the sun is still not there. At some point, he was out there and he was looking at Eliezer and God came. And Abram said to the Lord, this one, this one, the servant who is in my house is my ear. Genesis chapter 15 verse 3. He says, look, you have given me no offspring. Indeed, one born in my house is my heir. How can one born in my house be an heir? He's a slave. He's not Abraham's seed. He's not a son to Abraham. Abraham could only see Eliezer, the servant, as the only one that was probably close enough to him to become like a son. But God did not say, I'm going to give you a stepson. And then through the stepson, you're going to be a father of many nations. God said to you, Abraham, you'll be a father. That slave had his own father. Praise God. Abraham was going to be a father to a nation, which would be great nations. Praise the Lord. Abraham was already despondent at that point in time. At times when the Bible says to us, Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness. We tend to think that Abraham had so much great faith, faith that he never came to a point of thinking, is this going to happen? The story of him saying to God, this one, my servant, is going to be an heir in my house, is proof that says Abraham also came to points where he was frustrated in life because whatever God had promised him was not coming to pass. And he began to look around him. Abraham was a human being like us. He was not perfect. He also had frustrations. He also had fears. He also had challenges. He also listened to God speaking, but he also faced life. And life was saying to him, Abraham, you are getting old and there is no son in your house. And that is when he began to look at Eliezer. But God said, not this one. You, Abraham, will be a father. You and your wife, Sarai, will be fathers, will be parents to a son that I, God, will give you. You see, the name of God is, I am that I am. When he says I, there's no other personal conviction through which one can speak than I. There's no we there. It's I. I'm committing myself. I'm saying this is going to happen. I am God and I am the one that will give you these things. Praise the Lord. And the years went by. And as the years went by, Abram was also frustrated. But Sarai even got more frustrated. And she knew that it was possible for the man, for his seed to still work. But her womb was already way too old to conceive. At that age, she was old. And Sarai thought, maybe let's look at an alternative or a substitute. Eliezer would have been an alternative. But then Sarai said, if I can give Abram the, the child that would make him to be a father of a great nation, perhaps maybe his seed will work in another woman. And that is when she conceived the idea of bringing her slave, Hagar, to become a mother to the son of Abram. She could not do it. She thought, maybe let me help God a little bit. And perhaps um, God would look favorable. Perhaps God will give Abram the son. Because maybe God was speaking to Abraham as a father. Perhaps God was looking at Abraham as a father to a child by another woman. But God spoke to Abraham when he had one wife. Praise God. God is not confused. God is not confused. The alternative, which was Eliezer, didn't work. 
Sarai brought another one, which is a substitute, and Ishmael was born. It is very dangerous to try and meet God halfway on things that he has not spoken to you about. It is very dangerous to bring things into the promise of God. It will not work. God allowed Ishmael to be born because you see in the process of making a child, God will release a child into this earth. But that was not the child that God promised them. And that became a snare. That became a pain in Sarah's life. When she saw that Hagar was pregnant and Hagar also now became proud and boastful and looked down on her mistress, Sarai was frustrated. Hagar eventually ran away, but God met her and told her to go back and save until she had her own child. Now there was a son in the household of Abram and Sarai. But then that son was not the son that God had promised. You cannot take what God has not promised you and bring it before him and say, this is what I have made of your promise. When God says, I'm going to give you this, he means exactly that. It does not mean go and find something else. I'm going to make it work out for you. Praise the Lord. After Ishmael was born, many years after Ishmael was born, Sarai looked at the child growing, but God's promise was still alive. And one day, praise God, Abraham was looking outside and he saw three men coming, approaching, and he went, called them in, come, come sit down, let me take care of you, let me bring you food. He served them, uh, killed an animal, prepared food for them, ensured that they were taken care of, you know. These were people that were walking by, and Abraham took care of them. But one of those men was God, and um was the angel of the Lord. Now, then they asked, where is Sarah, your wife? And he said, he is in the tent. And he said, she is in the tent. And God said to Abraham, I will certainly return to you according to the time of life. And behold, Sarah, your wife shall have a son. Hallelujah. I will return according to the time of life. By this time next year, Sarah will have a son. I, God, speaks to you. I, God, when I speak to you, I really mean it. I can imagine Abraham looking up and down, thinking, who is this man speaking to me? Is this real God? Because this one was speaking, possibly in a voice that he was used to hearing. But Sarai on the other side had not heard the voice of God before, and she laughed. And he asked, why did Sarah laugh? And she was shaken a bit, and she said, I did not laugh. And he said, you did laugh. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? Is there anything too difficult for God? Would you come to the point of laughing at the thought of you, Sarai, having a child at that old age? Who made the womb anyway? Who releases the seed into a womb? Who makes sure that the seed comes together with the egg and a human being is formed? Is it not God? Because if if it was only the strength of men, then everyone that works hard at making a baby would have a baby. There are people that would try all their lives and still fail to make a baby. Is there anything too difficult for the Lord? You are looking at your situation and the promise of God in the eyes of men, in the flesh, in, in the situation and the circumstance that you are in. You are thinking, this is not possible, it is too difficult. The time does not allow, the circumstance does not allow, the flesh does not allow. Even the people around you do not allow for this thing that God has spoken about. But God is not man. God is not even the son of man. He does not lie. 
many of us are sitting waiting for the promises of God to happen. You still think, I have seen this thing in a vision. When is it coming, Father? In the process of time. By this time next year. By this time in five years' time. By this time in ten years' time. But there is a time that it's going to happen. Whether it's tomorrow, whether it's in a year's time, whether it is in three years' time, by this time, at that appointed time of God. God does not exist in time, exist outside of time. So we are in a hurry to get this. We want this yesterday. We want this a day before. We want this this morning. We want this tomorrow, Lord. Can you speed it up, Lord? I watched a video, um, one of those um, probably TikTok video or something of a lady calling heaven and speaking to God. Um, it's a joke. And, and, and this, this woman speaks to God. She, she addresses him, you know, in funny ways. But the essence of her message in the end is, Father, the things that um, we spoke about, that plan, um, can you try to speed it up? Can it come in earlier? than um, uh, it would have been, you know. It's a call that says, Father, I know you've got all these plans for me. I, those plans are good. You know, I've got them written down. I, I remember them even the day you told me. But can they come a little bit sooner? Because you see, when you're waiting, it's frustrating. When you're waiting and it's not happening, it's frustrating. But God wants us to trust him in that process. By this time next year, a 90-year-old woman would have a child. I don't know if there's any other 90-year-old woman that has given birth to a child. The Bible doesn't tell us how old Elizabeth was. Um, she was old. It doesn't tell us how old the Shunammite woman was. But Sarah's age is probably the oldest woman that had a child. I, I stand to be corrected on that. She was old. As a man, you could father kids till old age. But as a woman at 90 years of age, she probably was not going on her periods. It was an impossible situation in the eyes of men. But in the eyes of God, it was possible. We are encouraged to trust God. When he speaks a word, he is surely able to give it to you. The Bible tells us in Genesis chapter 21 verse 3, it says, And Abram called the name of his son who was born to him, whom Sarah bore to him, Isaac. So the son that God promised came at the appointed time of God, not at the time of men. Do not look at your current circumstance. Do not look at the situation you are in right now, but keep your eyes focused on the promise of God. It was not easy to sit for 25 years waiting for a son. It was not easy to be called a father of nations when you had no child. It was not easy to hold on to the real promise of God. But Abraham held on to that. They made mistake as Sarah and Abraham ended up having the child Ishmael. But God being God, gracious as he is, he even told Abraham that I have taken note of Ishmael. Because he is your son, he'll also be blessed. He'll also be blessed. You'll be a great nation, Ishmael, even though it was not a plan of God. But God is gracious. He still blessed Ishmael. So out of Abraham came two powerful nations, the nation of Ishmael and the nation of Isaac. Coming out of the promise of God was Isaac. And this is where we have Israel today as a nation. If only we can believe God and hold on to his word. 
The Bible says those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion that will never be moved. Mount Zion will not be shaken. Mount Zion sits there. Mount Zion is able to remain even when the wind comes, even when the rain comes, even when the hailstorm comes. Mount Zion remains there is not shaken and is not moved. God wants children that will not be moved or shaken by the wind, the hailstorm, even the fire will not scorch the children of God. They must remain there. Trust in him. Those that trust in him, God will renew their strength because it needs strength to sit and wait on God. It needs strength to keep on working towards the promise of God. Because you see, God said you'll be a father of many nations. That meant Abraham had to still do the things that are done for him to have a son. He could not sit and say, okay, give uh, Sarai the child, Lord, as you have promised. He had to be the husband that he was supposed to be so that the son would be conceived. I don't know what God has promised you. I don't know what you have seen in the vision of the night or even the day. I don't know what you have dreamed about. I don't know what has been prophesied over your life. Whatever it is, as long as it is from God, trust him to put you in that position that he has promised you. He is able. He holds the sun where it is. He holds the moon where it is. He holds the whole universe where it is. He keeps that system working. He is able to give you a child. He is able to take you through the adversity. He is able to give you the husband or the wife. He is able to make you a great person. He is able to make your business succeed. He is able to make your ministry grow. For he alone is God and he is worthy of your trust. Yours and mine. May you trust God. Allow the process to unfold. Allow the passage of time to pass. And allow God to do the thing that he has promised you. Do not give up on God. Do not give up on that dream. Do not give up on that vision. Do not give up on the way that God has given you. He is able to do it. He is faithful who has promised. Judge him like that. He is God. Shalom. Thank you for listening to the Word Anchor Podcast. To get copies of my books, The Bride of Jesus, Dear Girl Child, Confessions of a Parent, Victorious Youth, and From the Pit to the Palace, go to Amazon.com. You can buy a hard copy or a Kindle edition. Remember to check out the show notes. Connect with me on social media platforms. Give feedback and continue to spread the word. Tune in for the next episode and make the word of God your anchor.